0: To the Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today. So tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week it is the start of Season 7. It is the Captains of Adventure. There's been a lot of uh, people excited about what you can do this weekend uh, as far as like naming your ship, what are milestones, how are these captain voyages going, are the cosmetics available, all. all all kinds of really interesting stuff we're going to dive into this episode. So sit back, relax, and let's get into it. But before we get into any of that, I have to thank the patrons because they are the ones that are supporting this podcast and the content I make. They love it enough to think that I am worthy of giving money to, which I don't understand, but I love them for it. So thank you to People's Republic, El Cute, Balls, Bam Bam Bagel, Captain Hasco, Chateau Neuf, Zombie Killer, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Fergotron, Trickster, Jabaro 5 Carl Embo, Kazuya the Rogue, Lumpy SRQ, Aukarian Darth, Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, NX Gamer, which is a new uh, patron. Thank you, NX, for joining up. I appreciate it. Uh, Raja the Brave, Regis Stella, Russ Bell Kid, who's been playing a lot of Fallout or Fall Guys lately. Uh, Where am I? Norwegian, Skinny Matt, Scum Melt 666, which is still one of my favorite names. Sudesh, Tarnished Film, That Kilted Guy, which is, he's been silent I love that they're, that they're just supporting for the sake of supporting. But the kilted Guy, great name as well, too. TN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Super Pack, Music Me, The Lore Chronologist, Dead Eye Dre, Ghost Boy 20, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Rusky du, Straw Hat Connor, Thor Von Blitz, Windsor Chris, and Zam. Wow, thank you all so much for for your support uh, quick little shout out. I know I'm not supposed to do this, but I break a lot of things anyway, but thank you to strange Stan and insipid ghost of the Xbox expansion pass. I know you guys are supporting uh, and I know that you're, you're doing so at the sailor tier. Uh, but I just wanted to let you know, I really appreciate the, the love that you're giving as well too. Even if you don't always get your name, shout out like all the time, I, I appreciate that you're supporting just for the sake of supporting. If you guys want to support, there's plenty of ways to do that. Um, it's sharing the, the, the podcast with a friend, uh, rating it on any of the different podcatchers that, that you normally go through. But if you, you feel like you want to go that extra step, you're not obligated to, but I appreciate it. Head over to patreon.com forward slash podcast. It means the world to me. It helps pay for the software that I have to pay for every month uh, to do the editing, to do the the video work for the YouTube site. It takes care of the hosting. All of that stuff costs money, and you guys are taking care of that for me, and it really means the world to me. It really is beautiful and and actually the the shirts and tattoos that were uh for sot fest are uh being taken care of because of the patrons so thank you so much for all of your support whether you just started or you've been supporting for years thank you All right, Pirates, so I am going to be going through the release notes for 2.6.0. That is going to entail all of the stuff that's in there. I'm going to try to keep uh, most of my thoughts pretty kind of uh, succinct as best as I can. I'm not going to try and stray too much because there is a lot to go over. Captaincy is definitely one of the bigger updates that we've seen with regards to what you need to know to kind of understand what's changed in the game. It's not quite as simple as just a simple update where they introduce uh, a new zone or a new fort and then kind of talk about your feelings on that stuff uh, but there's definitely been a lot going on this weekend so i wanted to kind of start off with my overall impressions of captains of adventure and kind of kick that off uh, i really think that the servers got hit hard this weekend i think that there was definitely a lot of players kind of feeling the strain of when the servers are not working to their optimal ability or they're not able to really kind of take care of things, uh, you start noticing those things like lost data where it comes down to losing out on gold or reputation or emissary value. Uh, When you're not having things that are needing to be logged, there's a lot of stuff that is being tied to recognition of data in the servers right now. And when you don't have that working properly, uh, there's definitely a lot of pain points. So it's, it's tough when things are not working well. When things are working well and you can trust the information that's being delivered to the servers and that's showing up when you're actually doing uh, uh, different things in the world, it it makes a big difference. And I'm, I'm very curious to see if players are going to be able because players can keep track of this information you can record your your turn ins and then you can add it all up and then take a look and see like what you made at the end of the day uh, versus what the actual game will tell you so it's going to be very interesting to see how things work when the servers are at their worst versus when they're at their best Uh, that being said i think a lot of folks are having a lot of fun we've definitely seen a lot of great names out there for different ships and we've also seen some other things that Really, probably shouldn't have made it through make it through Uh, people are finding their ways around some of the uh, the 20 character limit as well as the the restricted words that you can use on there Uh, and overall I think a lot of folks are just happy to have a new interesting way to kind of uh, add value to your ship and making it your ship I think there's some really great things um, there are still some known issues that I wanted to uh, dive into before we got started with most of this and some of these may make sense some of these may not make sense so I did want to let you know about some of the stuff that's been going on with the actual servers <laughs> So diving into known issues uh, right now, ship and pirate milestones are temporary disabled for certain ones, and they will not progress, uh, even if you've, you've been working on those. So currently quest board maps completed for ship and pirate milestones, uh, captained ships spotted for ship and pirate milestones, provisions sold to the hunter's call for ship and pirate milestones, sea forts conquered for ship and pirate milestones, and repairs made for pirates' pirate milestones only so those ones are the ones that are currently not tracking in your ship's log so be aware of that for your milestones also captains stash voyages are temporary unavailable um some of these have i believe come back i don't know if this one in specific has been come back but it's kind of uh uh, hard to see like what's actually working and what's not also they're they're seeing a reduced server performance Uh, there was a message that went out um, on different discords as well as sot help recently where they were talking about how they've noticed uh, that there are issues with recognition. Um, they said that we're aware that some players are reporting delays in receiving gold when cashing in loot and issues when attempting to purchase the outpost shops this is currently being investigated and uh, expect an update when we have more information thanks for your patience and then the later that day they said uh the issues affecting gold and outposts should be now resolved uh with all players being able to receive gold and purchase items as normal we will continue to monitor the situation and provide another update Should any issues arise, Uh, I will say that I am still seeing a delay in the in the system that actually recognizes that Um, there are definitely still some issues uh, with like the the turn in uh sometimes you get it right away sometimes you don't uh players have been noticing that sometimes if they log out and then log back in later on they'll notice that they have gotten that actual gold um so for now it's a little touch and go but it is definitely something that they are aware of and they are looking to bring back uh they're they're Previous attempts to kind of remedy the situation are now gone as far as them uh, saying like, oh, hey, you know, we, we wanted to try and create a voyage for you. That is that is no longer how they're going to be addressing these kind of data dumps uh it looks like they're going to be going back to um 50k gold and 30 doubloons uh for compensation and within the first three days after a data loss uh it's it's hard to know if that's still going to be the best way to go about it obviously a lot of people just want to make sure that you aren't actually uh, having to deal with this but those are kind of the main issues right now um still having issues with hit recognition, uh, so we're, we're hoping that a fix is in the works for that um, as they continue to test and, and uh, uh, work out a plan for hit detection, whether it be um projectiles or hit scan things like that so those are kind of the main issues that a lot of people have been noticing with uh the the patch notes um i know for my own perspective uh i would say that there's still a lot of rubber banding from my side of things i still run into that from time to time Um, but overall it's mostly just that the servers are getting hammered hard and there are some issues with some of the tracking involved with captaincy So let's dive into what Season 7 is all about, and that's Captains of Adventure. You can now purchase a ship. So if you haven't been following along uh, with the rest of the class, um, you can now purchase a ship. You can now have that ship be named what you want it to be as long as it falls within the recommended uh, words. And you have up to 20 characters to be able to make your name. Uh, Each ship is its own individual ship. So when you want to have your ship be a sloop, you can name that sloop but you have to purchase it in fact you have to purchase one of each types so you can do uh, three ships one of each type, uh five times because you can have up to 15 ships so you have to be able to get these to legendary status um, and there's some information about that where you have to get it up to a certain class or certain level. Uh, and, and that does take some time. Um, but a lot of people have kind of worked out the easiest way to go about that. I'm not going to try and cover that this week. I can try and cover it another week. Uh, but for the, for the, the start, you'll want to know kind of going into it that you're going to have to buy one of each ship type. So the sloop is going to be 250,000 gold. The brigantine is going to be 375,000 gold. And then the galleon is going to cost you half a million gold. So if you're going into this, if you don't at least have over a million gold, um, I would say probably uh, 1.5 million, you're not going to be able to purchase uh, all of the different ship types. So hopefully you've got some uh, money stashed up. And if not, don't worry someone else probably will. And at the very least, as long as you have 250,000, you can definitely buy a sloop. Um, That doesn't preclude you from actually earning milestones as well too. But the ship is kind of where everything starts. Um, After you purchase a ship, you will find the way to get into your ships uh, through a new section on the front end of the game. So when you go to start or play, you're greeted by uh, the three different types of ship types. And then to the right of that, you'll actually see a new section for my ships. This is going to be how you'll actually access all of your ships, not just the initial three, but all of the uh, 15 ships that are available. And you'll get a nice little ui prompt that'll show you uh which one it is uh, what you want to buy once you buy it it'll give you a chance to name it and then you can actually load into the menu in your actual ship and once you've kind of gotten to your ship you'll wake up in the tavern you'll load into the game and as you kind of head out to your ship you'll see a nice little banner now the banner for the most part is just going to show your ship's name it won't show the title of your ship uh, but it will show your ship's name and once you can get on board you'll be greeted by ramsey who will then kind of walk you through kind of what captaincy is uh he'll he'll show you what the name is. He'll take you down to the captain's table. Uh, he'll kind of show you like there are some uh, different places that you can actually put little trinkets or ornaments, things up on the wall, things on the, on shelves, or things on the floor. Um, and those are kind of the three different types of ornaments. So hangables, uh, things that you can place on shelves or on barrels, and then things that you can place on the floor. And actually, if you go into uh, the little customizations, you'll be able to find three uh different places in each tavern that you can do this in so if you go over to where the glitter beard uh journal is in any tavern there's a little bench and then some barrels over there one of the bench uh, positions is available for you to put a little trinket and then right above that you can put a little wall uh, painting or or decoration and then down on the floor next to the bench is actually where you can put one of the little floor items and this is how you can kind of understand like what they are um what characters or or what kind of like classification they are so as ramsey kind of walks you through he'll kind of tell you like as you kind of play the game you will be leveling up your ship You'll be earning uh, milestones for your ship, but you'll also be earning milestones as a pirate as well, too. So not only do you have a tracking system for yourself and what you do throughout the Sea Thieves, but your ship will also have that. Now, you're only going to be able to earn uh, milestones for your ship when you're actually on your ship. Now, if you're on someone else's ship, you'll be earning milestones for their ship. And that's kind of how the captaincy works. Captaincy is usually whoever starts up the ship. And if you're not quite sure how to tell, if you're in a group of uh, pirates on the main screen as you load in and everyone's kind of accepted the invite before everyone sets sail, whoever has the little icon, the little, uh, I believe it's an anchor, next to their name is going to be the one that is considered the captain. So you want to make sure that when you're loading into a game... You want to make sure that the person who is going to be sailing on their ship is the one that invites everyone else to the ship. You don't want to uh, start up a ship on your own and then have it be your ship and then try and invite them because you can't pass captaincy. That I think is where some of the issues lie with a lot of people when it comes to captaincy. If the captain leaves the ship, then there's no longer a captain. The rest of the crew can have someone come in to fill that position, but you're still on their ship. And I'm not sure if this works or not, uh, whether or not you can have a captainless ship that still earns milestones for that ship. That is a very curious question that I have. And I'm very curious to see how this plays out with Alliance servers, uh, as many people will probably want to play on their ship. But the way that they typically rotate players in and out of ships, it'll be curious if they take advantage of the uh, captaincy or the captain voyages that are available uh, on Alliance servers and how they'll work that out. If people will want to uh, play on Alliance service servers when they can't earn uh, milestones for their ship, I'm very curious to kind of see how that goes. Uh, But I've already heard reports that players have figured out um, what milestones are the easiest to achieve and also what milestones uh, or what those limits are to be able to hit the rank to be able to get legendary. So each ship, every captain's ship can earn a legendary status much like yourself. And the way that you earn the legendary status is if you uh, level up the different milestones for that ship now if i recall correctly and i could be wrong because i'm not i haven't done this and i haven't gotten enough time to research uh all of this you have to hit class 100 for your uh ship to be considered a legendary status Um, which isn't too hard because there are quite a few different little um ways that you can level up in the game you can play different ways and each of those has like an associated uh theme and each of those themes are different names um and each of the names are kind of set up so that uh in that theme you'll have different classes and by playing the game naturally uh you'll level up those different classes and then when those classes all accumulate to uh, a, a number that number will be represented by the theme and then as a, a whole all of the different themes will then add up to a bigger number when all of the classes are, are added so that way you can get up to 100 i th- i feel like i'm doing a really bad job of explaining this so maybe if i can uh, describe what the actual themes are that might help out. Um, and there's two pages to these. There's one thing that I, one thing that I didn't pay attention to is that, uh, each theme has a class number associated with it. Um, but there's two pages for for some reason. I don't know why they did this. I don't know why they couldn't have just squeezed the little, the little like Gryffindor banners a little bit tighter in to get all to get to be able to get all seven in here but there's the gold seeker the voyager the emissary the hunter the feared um the rogue and the ill-fated and then i think there's actually a, a an eighth one called the captain which i think the captain is just how many ships you actually own uh in this instance um but it, it's it's very odd that they went this route so with your ship and i'm trying to make sure i'm I'm keeping track of where i'm going with this um once you hit legendary status that will unlock the ability to actually uh purchase additional ships that you can then name and then work on uh getting the uh milestones completed for that ship and the way the way they went about this was very interesting because Milestones for yourself are uh, counted regardless of what ship you're on. So if you play with a group of friends and you're playing on uh, everyone else's ship, but your own, you will still be able to earn uh, cosmetics through your own endeavors. You'll earn uh, milestones that are specific to your pirate. And a lot of that is just kind of, you know, how many cannons did you fire? Have you repaired a ship? Did you dig up a chest? Have you caught a fish? Have you visited the ferry? How many times have you been on fire? Have you puked recently? Do you feel ill? Uh, lots of things like that. And that is something that can be accomplished regardless of what ship you're on. Um, but you will need to be on a captain's ship to be able to earn it. So with your ship, the ship itself will actually be um, its own milestones. And that's where I think a lot of folks are kind of like feeling the grind uh, because the milestones for your ship have to be done when you are captaining the ship um, you can't earn milestones for your ship if you're on someone else's ship so when you have a group of four people and you all have the same name for your cruise ship only one person is actually going to be able to have that ship Unless you do something, which is is feasible, you can have ships that are the same name, um, which is a very interesting move as well, too, because someone could masquerade as your ship. Um, I know a lot of crew members who have. Uh, ship names and because there's no restriction on people getting your name if you've already made your ship uh, unfortunately there's a good chance that there might be some doppelgangers out there trying to pose as your crew but that doesn't stop each of your crew members uh, from having a ship that they purchase that is also called that ship's name as well too so you may have uh, one person's um, uh, ship I'm trying to think of a good name the dirty badger well I'll go with that the dirty badger Um, and every person can make a galleon that is called the dirty badger and you just kind of rotate who the captain is to be able to do that but I don't think I I, I don't imagine that many people will actually do that I think it will be up to the person who came up with the name to decide that their ship is going to be called the dirty badger Dirty Badger, and then everyone else is going to have to come up with their own, like the Slippery Snake, or uh, the, the Courage Light Lion, or I don't know, whatever whatever Hufflepuff is. I can't think of what it is, or I'm missing something else, like Raven. Um, I'm trying to go, like for, for reasons, I'm trying to go with like Harry Potter things, because that's the easiest names I can come up with right now. Um, so, But those are kind of the things that I think a lot of people are having trouble with, is how do you deal with a crew that has multiple people in it? They all are on the same boat and have playing this game, have been playing the game for a long time. Um, but for, for some reason, like you can't have a joint ship that you can load into regardless. And you can't transfer, uh, the captaincy to anyone else. If the captain leaves, the captain's gone. That's it. There's nothing else. You can't progress the milestones as far as I know, uh, any other way. So it's, it's kind of odd that they decided to go this route, especially given that when you are playing in sea of thieves, the pirate code is the pirate code. Um, if you're not familiar with the pirate code, uh, the pirate code was actually created by a, a bunch of the original crew members who were um, originally in the, the forums, like the forums, they, they asked uh, a lot of the people who were invited to uh, the alpha and the beta to come up with a pirate code. And the pirate code has seven different articles. Um, I've talked about this in the past, but I figured it'd be a good refresher. Uh, the, there's, there's two that I think are ones uh, that should really kind of, um, that re- actually three, So Article 1, the sea calls to us all. Everyone is welcome on the Sea of Thieves, regardless of age, gender, race, sexuality, nationality, or creed. Article 2, the sea unites us as one community. Outside of the heat of battle or piracy on the high seas, all crews shall bond together as a community of like-minded souls. So those are kind of the things that I think we see in the actual seas. We see a lot of people coming together as one community. And then Article five is the one that i wanted to um or no excuse me four uh, all crewmates are equal let each crewmate be respected as equal and free to follow their own bearings speak openly and vote in affairs on the, of the voyage which kind of bucks against the idea of having a captain uh as i saw this weekend when i was playing with uh some kill members they decided to uh to, to kind of mutiny against me um out of fun and that that's, it's frustrating because when you're a captain, the, the, like, there's a reason that I, in my discord, I don't have a separate role for me being the owner of the discord. Cause I'm not, I'm just the owner of the discord. I'm not like the king of the discord. It's just a discord that happens to be one that I started that people are in. So there's mods, but I don't even have the mod status. I, I own it. So I have like innate rights and I get to make some of the decisions that go on to kind of make it a safe place. But for all intents and purposes, I'm just another pirate legend in my discord. That's always how I felt about it. And same thing, kind of with the crew, like the crew is, is just, if someone does something, then they're doing it. It doesn't matter like who helms, someone has to helm. If someone picks up the slack for someone else, then that's their role. Now it's not like they're the captain because they're helming it's they needed to move the ship. So they grabbed the wheel and moved it because whoever was moving the ship prior is just moving the ship. So I've never really liked the fact that there's a quote unquote captain, because now that kind of breeds like this idea, like someone has to be in charge, which I hate because everyone should be like responsible enough to be able to handle the ship, uh, in any position. Given the situation, and and that's kind of one of the things that I'm kind of railing against with captaincy. As much as I love the idea of captaincy and having a captain, um, I don't like kind of that that idea that the captain says what what happens on the ship because that's never how it's been. and and i don't I don't really abide by that rule that the captain is the one that makes the choices and tells people what to do. Everyone should know what to do because there's only a few things that you can do on a ship. So if you're on a boat, and you're not sure what to do, take a look at sails, take a look at cannons, check supplies, go get supplies. Is it repaired? Get rid of the water in the bottom of the ship if that if it needs to be done. Make sure that meat is cooked. Uh, make sure you're not running into a rock. You know, those are those are the main things that go on with a ship and anyone can do them and everyone can do them. So it doesn't matter really who the captain is. It's just making sure that the ship is taken care of. Um and that's kind of one of the things that I was I was uh dealing with this weekend where I was just a little bummed that I was getting grief for being the captain because the captain's in charge and it's never been it's never how I've run a ship. I've never been my way or the highway when it comes to sailing. So let's talk about customization. Uh customizing your ship is now available. Um there's quite a bit of different places that you can actually put little customizations. I was actually surprised when I was taking a look at, uh, the sheer number of, of, um, places that you can actually put stuff in your ship. I I didn't imagine that it was going to be as many as it was. Um, so if you're looking at, uh, a galleon versus, uh, a brigantine versus, um, a sloop, there's three different tiers. Again, I talked about the wall, the shelf or the floor, right? so as far as trinkets are concerned um, the sloop has seven wall spots and a lot of these are just below deck in the actual hull Uh, there's 11 different shelf spots which may include shelves themselves but they may also include like the the framing for the window or on top of a barrel or on top of the stove uh there's also one floor spot which is actually towards the front of the 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 bottom deck um that you can place something so overall you get about uh what is that 19 different spots that you can place trinkets so for the brigantine They have uh, 15 different wall spots that you can hang up pictures, you can hang up anchors, you can put up harpoons, things like that. Uh, For the shelves, you can put all kinds of manners of things. And there's 14 different places that you can put things on the brig that are considered shelf locations. And again, that could be a shelf, it could be a window, it could be a railing, it could be a a barrel spot um, that you can put things on. Uh, And those range anywhere from like little trophies to rocks to little ship models, uh, books, papers, bottles, all kinds of weird stuff. Um, and that's just some of the stuff that's available for, for gold that you can purchase day one. Uh, and then you also have four uh, floor spots. Um, so four different locations that you can put things on the floor, which is either you know a barrel with some wooden training swords or some plants, uh, different things that you can uh, set up like a, a, a dartboard or a target board for target practice that has a little hatchet on it and then you go to the actual galleon the galleon has 14 wall spots which is interesting because it's one less than the brigantine right then you have 21 shelf locations and again shelves could be barrels could be shelves could be uh just different places that you can put things on like tables things like that and then uh 11 different floor locations which a lot of those are going to be um around the outside of uh the the or the the outer edges of the bottom and mid deck Um, where you can place stuff. As far as I know, nothing can actually be placed on top deck. Um, All of those are obviously just sitting locations and stuff. Uh, Looking at these kind of trinkets, um, there was one thing that I thought about this weekend where I was kind of thinking like, this would be kind of cool. I don't know how well it would work, uh, but skull and bones is coming out this year um and one of the things that they've shown off in their videos is the way to adorn the exterior of your ship Uh, and one of the ways that you can actually adorn things to it or some of the things that you can adorn it with i guess would be the better way to say that are shields uh very much like viking shields um that would be placed on the outside both for uh storage but also for protection from uh arrows and things like that so I would love to see if there was a way on, especially a brigantine, which definitely looks more like a longboat than anything else, uh, given the sails and the, the ship's size, uh, that you could actually put little adornments on the outside of your ship. Um, to kind of change things up, especially things like the lanterns. I think the lanterns would be a nice cosmetic to be able to change up, um, especially given some of the different styles of uh, decorations that you can have for your ship. So speaking of decorations, um, that's a whole nother thing that you can do as well, too. Um, Decorations are actually ways to change the theme of the interior of your actual ship so and, and when i speak to that i mean the the voyage table the captain's table where you put your, your you have your book you can put map bundles on you can do tall tale books uh veil voyages regular voyages things like that you can change that there's a rug that you can change um there's curtains that you can change there's oh gosh what else is there there's um i'm trying to think what, some of the others so you can do you can do the table um you can do the drapes Uh, You can do the curtain rods, you can do the bed, you can do the rug, you can do the chair, you can do the chandelier, uh, which I think are the main ones. And each of these uh, varies depending on what type of ship type you're on. So, for example, like the the captain's chair, the captain's chair can only be changed on the galleon because it's the only ship that actually has a captain's chair. Uh, Same thing with the chandelier. The chandelier is only available on the galleon. So sloop players and brigantine players are going to miss out on a lot of the cosmetics that are uh, available for their ship, unfortunately. I think, in fact, I think the uh, the sloop only gets the captain's table, the captain's drapes, the captain's rug, and I think that's it. I, I don't think that they get the bed and they don't have the other things. So it'll be very interesting to f- see how people feel about it. Um, the those kind of cosmetics because they have some interesting ones and a lot of them are themed based on the playstyle style that you have so the ones that i'm kind of working towards right now uh are the ghostly ones there's some ghostly ones that you get by completing different uh voyages for athena's fortune and those are the things that i think are are what people are looking forward to it's nice to have little trinkets and ornaments and stuff but i think a lot of people are working towards the different types of decorations for the interior of the ship not just the exterior as well too the world to me and i continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you with that pirates let's get back to the show but things like tables drapes beds rugs those things are not just the only types of cosmetics you can get now you can also get different things like ship's crests captain's logbooks, ship banners flags and titles. These are all gotten by progressing through ship milestones, so you have to make sure that you are the captain of your ship if you want to start unlocking some of these different cosmetics. Now, these cosmetics, I will say, are not necessarily as, uh, as flashy or present, um, except the ship's crest. As things like your tables, drapes, beds, rugs, chairs, chandeliers, and curtains. Um, with the captain's logbook, it's going to be something that is present on any captained ship. It doesn't matter whose it is or what it is. It will be uh, present there for everyone. And there is some information. A lot of folks are a little confused about how these are actually set up. So let me see if I can actually describe how this is actually going to work out. If you go into your menu, there is a... Pirates and ship milestones. Milestones are a permanent record of a player's accomplishments while aboard a captained ship, both those of the crew and the ship itself. These can actually be accessed in the uh, the the milestones section for the ship's log, and you can choose either to look at your pirates milestones, or the ship's milestones, or the different ships that you have. And their milestones. You can actually access all of your ship's uh, milestones through this menu. Pirate milestones uh, are personal and reflect the actions that players have taken while sailing on a captained ship. Doesn't matter whose, anyone's, especially if it's your own. Uh, Ship milestones are achieved by a specific ship and tied to actions performed aboard that ship so if you sail on or if i sail on my uh uh, ship called the the sitting duck then everything that i do on the sitting duck regardless of who's on that ship will be recorded as a ship milestone now Anything I do on that ship that I do will also count towards the pirate milestones as well because I'm technically on a captain ship, but I'm also earning ship milestones because it is my ship. If I'm on someone else's ship, I will earn pirate milestones for myself, but also anything that I do will then count towards that person's captained ship. So it's, it's important that you make sure that if you want to progress milestones that are for your ship, that you log in as the captain for your ship. So milestones are grouped into alignments each representing a different playstyle, and I talked about this a little bit earlier I'm going to read from the actual patch notes so hopefully it makes a little better sense to you for example milestones related to earning gold and selling treasure will progress the gold seeker alignment while those are more focused on socializing and enjoying the pirate life will progress the rogue each alignment offers rewards to unlock including trinkets ship decorations and titles uh for example, I I believe I already have the emissary title. I believe I already have uh the feared title and all of those for different things that I've done, just as I've gone out and actually played the game. So let's talk about uh the logbook because this is something you can actually get uh decorations for as you're kind of working on your milestones. Um the logbook is kind of cool. I, I like that it's there. Um I don't like that it falls. In the water every time you leave the game, because I feel like it's not something that I just want laying around because I didn't do anything. A lot of times when I jump on, I don't necessarily plan on doing anything. I just plan on jumping on to go check out something, uh, whether it be on an island or at the outpost or in the shipwrights things. Uh, like, for example, right now I'm updating insiders um, for the podcast because I want to jump into insiders to be able to take a look and see at what some of the different class Class uh, levels are for different cosmetics. Um, So, I'm trying to get some information, but I don't necessarily want to log into Adventure or the the retail version uh, because I don't want to take up a spot on a server where someone isn't going to be able to uh, get into that server and actually play the game. I'm just going to be a dead ship at an outpost paying attention to uh, the numbers on the shipwright stuff. So, That's one of the problems with the the captain's logbook. In fact, I think it's the only problem with the captain's logbook. Um, And I'll get into a little bit about why I think that's the case for right now. Um, With the captain's logbook, it will show your captain's name, it will show the uh, name of the ship. Um, The same thing that pops up when you actually scope into one using your spyglass. But then it'll kind of show some of the different milestones. And a lot of people have been saying, are the milestones broken? Because the captain's logbook doesn't show any different numbers. And this is where it actually is some of the confusion. Your captain's logbook will show four different things of your choosing now i went and talked a little bit about the uh seven or eight different alignments they call them um that you can uh, get milestone achievements in each of them is uh, an alignment that has a class level to it and each class level is achieved by earning whatever it is that is that uh that little little thing so for example like quests done once you hit quests done uh and you do 10 of them that may count as one class class level and then you you then have to get an additional 10 10 voyages done to get class two and that's kind of how you'll have to uh go about um leveling up the different milestones in those alignments so i i think it's kind of nice that as you're kind of going through and um taking a look at some of the different um alignments that you can pin to your logbook your captain's logbook uh you really want to think about like what you want other people to see when they see your logbook because you can you can go on another player's ship you can read it you can uh take a look at it if you've if it's uh if your ship has been sunk you can actually um uh, pick up someone else's logbook and see like what their ship's history is and you can choose how you want to have that represented so if you don't want to have the number of times you've been sunk in your captain's logbook, then just don't pin that. But at the very beginning, it'll show four different things that you can pin to your captain's logbook. If I'm remembering correctly, I'm waiting for the, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll check right now. So, yeah, it is uh, four things that you can pin to your captain's logbook and everything else that is in the logbook will be represented by each session that you play. You will see your session as you're kind of uh, playing through the game, um, earning different uh, uh, gold or things that you want to pin in there. And you'll see like how the current voyages are going, like how many days you've been at sea, how much gold you've had, how long have you been sailing, how many things have you caught. And that will naturally populate in your logbook for each session. So, uh, for example, like I was um, I was just playing tonight to try and get some information uh, while I was out and about and while I wasn't really planning on. Uh doing anything, I went ahead and took a picture of like what I found. I went to a couple different islands, um, and I, I finished uh killed a few uh skeleton ships and a megalodon and uh according to the captain's logbook, I was five days at sea. Uh, five days since last sinking, uh, I sailed three nautical miles, completed four quests, which were actually emergent skeleton quests that I did while I was on the islands. Uh, I caught two fish and I earned 26,509 gold. And that was for about an hour's worth of, of just poking around doing stupid stuff. Um, so it's nice that you can kind of get a cool little sh- snapshot of what your evening was like um in the long book if you're curious like you know how how many miles did i sail how many fish did i catch uh what did i actually do um this is kind of a cool little way to see like that bit of information um at the end of the night and because a lot of this stuff that is in these books uh, are part of the milestones all of those milestones are going to be things that you're going to want to actually keep track of uh, because as i'm looking at the different decorations that you can get the different directions and uh, forgive me because I'm, I'm actually looking at the screen while i'm uh, reading this it's, it's hard to kind of write all this information down uh, each of the different decorations is tied to the alignments that i was talking about the the different types of alignments so if you are a fan of the admiral set for the admiral cosmetics whether it be the the pirate stuff or the uh the ship stuff if you want the um the captain's cabin stuff that is the admiral set you need to focus on the emissary alignment uh so if you get um 15 let's see what is this 15 class levels in the emissary Pirate alignment, then you can buy the bed, and that's actually something that I've found recently is, uh, with with the uh, pirate alignment, I've I've earned enough in some of the different alignments in, in to be able to purchase different cosmetics for my ships. Um, so it's it's kind of nice to be able to take a look at these. Uh, likewise, if you like the aristocrat set, you can focus on the uh the uh, emissary for uh, pirate alignment. Let's see, no, the yeah the emissary pirate alignment. Um, if you like the ashen dragon stuff uh the feared alignment is the one that you'll want to focus on um if you like the bilge rat set you can go for the the ill-fated set the Ill, ill-fated Ill alignment um if you want the ghost stuff which is the stuff that kind of falls in line with the athena's fortune uh, ghost set not the um pirate legend set but the ghost set that has like the the figure with the greens and the blacks and stuff uh that is when we're going to have to focus on uh, athena's fortune voyages so like the bed for example you need to reach class 5 in the athena's fortune voyage quests completed in the pirate milestones and reaching pirate legend so those are tied to pirate legend Uh, likewise the chair you need to reach class 7 in the athena's fortune voyages completed uh, in, in the milestones for your pirates. So it's, it's basically kind of forcing you to go down the path of, if you want to get the ghost captain, uh, cosmetics for your ship, you need to really start working on the Athena's fortune voyage quests completed, uh, for those different things. And if I go into the ship's log, hopefully it will load up for me. Um, I can take a look at the, uh, different voyage milestones. Let me see if I can take a look at this real quick uh voyages completed for athena's fortune voyages completed this does not matter it, it it's comprised of athena's quests ash and athena's quests Haunted Island quests, lying maps, uh, pictorial maps, um, the ones from the Veil vale missions, uh, the ghost garrisons, the zoom maps. Um, these are the ones that you can do. The shipwreck graveyards, uh, all of these will slowly work you up the class that you need to be able to get up to. You need to do 10 to get to class one, and it goes up from there uh, to start getting the higher level classes. And then once you hit the different classes in that a specific milestone, you will start to unlock the cosmetics for the ghost captain stuff. So hopefully that makes a little sense uh, as I'm kind of talking it out for you. So take a look at the different decorations, look and see like what are the cosmetics that you want, and then take a look and see what the milestone alignments are that you need to focus on to be able to get that class level up so that you can start unlocking the different cosmetics that you're hunting for. So if you like the Ashen Dragon stuff, you're probably going to need to spend a lot of time out in the Roar, completing those different voyages and stuff. Um, so just as kind of a heads up for that kind of uh, thing, be, be aware of like what you like and then where it's going to send you or what you're going to have to do to be able to complete those. Um as far as the actual logbook i i'm not able to dive into too much about that uh, on insiders unfortunately they didn't give me enough gold to be able to buy a ship to look at this verbatim um, but it's kind of nice that you were able to kind of track some of this stuff um, and there's a difference between the captain's logbook And the ship's log. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that because there's been some confusion. Uh, The ship's log is not actually the book in your ship, as funny as that is. That is the captain's log book. The ship's log is the name of the menu that is in, uh, that is next to your quests and next to your, um, oh, I just blanked on what the other one was called, uh, pirate's log, which It's very interesting, the names that they chose for some of this stuff. Um, So when you go into your menu, you have resources, you have equipment, uh, you have Pirate's Log, you have Ship's Log, you have quests and adventures. Um, The Ship's Log will be another thing that you can pin milestones to to keep track of now i don't know necessarily maybe this is something that you want to take a look at because again certain cosmetics certain trinkets and trophies certain decorations are going to be tied to different things either ship milestones or pirate milestones and the way to kind of keep track of some of those is in the ship's log menu again not the book that's in your ship So if you go into the milestones, whether it be for uh, a specific ship's milestones, because I said uh, if you go into the ship log, you'll have uh, milestones and milestones are broken up amongst the pirates versus the ships. Uh, So if you want to keep track of a specific ship's milestones, then you need to uh, go into that ship's milestones, take a look at the ones that you want, and then you can pin those to the ship's log front end. And the front end will have two sections, uh, five places for pirate milestones, and then to the right of that will be five places for ship milestones. So it's kind of like uh, in some games you can kind of keep track, or I guess a better way to explain this is in the Xbox you can keep track of different uh, achievements that you're working on and you can actually pin those to your hud so that while you're playing through a game if you're working on number of kills or number of cactus killed in forza horizon 5 you can go into the achievements and actually pin that so it will show up on your hud now in sea thieves they don't do hud the way most people do huds theirs is very minimal so what they've done is they've taken what you would naturally do with achievements and pinning those to your screen uh, and put those in the ship's log section so you have access to all of the milestones whether they're pirate or ship and then you have two sections where you can keep track of the ones that you're interested in because those might be ones that are tied to cosmetics whether they're decorations trophies or ornaments that you can that you can kind of uh pick up so i would i would recommend if you get a chance Log into the game and start taking a look at some of the different decorations and uh, trophies that you can get in the game. They're all going to be something that you can access through any shipwright, doesn't matter what shipwright. You don't even have to be logged into a, a captain's ship if you don't want to, in case you're worried about someone coming by and sinking your ship and having to see all that damage on your ship. You can log into a regular ship, you can go to any shipwright, and you can take a look at the decorations or the ornaments. You can kind of thumb through, and I would definitely recommend taking a look at some of them, too, because uh, as I was looking through um, some of the the different, uh, what was it, the trophies? I believe they're trophies. I'm going to double-check roll it right now, or I'm going to lag out, and that's going to be even more awkward. Uh, taking a look at some of the different trinkets that you can purchase, a lot of these are tied to getting a different class level, and there's different qualities as well, too, like there's a uh, an admired quality which is the lowest then there's a uh, prized quality which is the next up from that then there's the treasured quality which is another step above that and then there's the top highest level the most beautiful version of that little trophy that, that little trinket that you can get which is the cherished and there's actually a a common or no there's actually an achievement to being able to go and get one of these cherished trinkets Uh, so there's four different levels and each one is kind of based on what class level you're at so again in the milestones there are different alignments each of those alignments have different things that you do throughout the game that will level up and those are called classes the higher class level you get the the higher or the better quality of trinket you'll be able to purchase so then you can take those trinkets and then place them around in your, your ship and stuff. So anyone that's gotten, uh, the, the, f- uh, mythological shrouded ghost, which is really just, it's, it's a fake ghost. It's not still not real. Um, then you will be able to get a little trinket that is, that says like, Hey, I killed this, uh, shrouded ghost, which is really just, it's, it's one of the regular megalodons that someone just painted white. Uh, But they're giving that out to the people that, quote unquote, say they've killed the shrouded ghost. Uh, But you can get that and purchase it and then place that in any of your ships. Um, So take a look in through, take a look through those. And I and I really do love some of these because some of these are actually uh, paintings and the paintings that they have for some of these are really beautiful art. Like, I'm not sure who's actually over at rare doing the artwork for some of these um but taking a look at some of the different paintings that they have uh which are, are tied to uh, they're, they're actually themed with the alignments themselves themselves as well too um it's it's really kind of beautiful to see and i and i can't wait to get some of these um i think it's going to be a while but like the fury of the forsaken uh that is one that you need to uh be able to reach class 10 in the Phantoms Vanquished pirate milestone. So you have to kill a certain number of uh pirates or phantoms uh to be able to get this this artwork. Um but the the more you kill the higher the the class level you get. So when you get to class 50 you get the treasured fury of the Forsaken which gives you that same portrait but with a really beautiful frame around it. Um, and then of course when you get to class 100 with it, uh, that's when you'll get the really ornate, uh, framing that goes around that artwork, but some of the framework and stuff like there's a, a, a one of, of, one of the order of souls, uh, ladies, um, I'm not, I can't remember her name at the moment, but, uh, when you get level 100 with the marauders memories, uh, in, in that class that you have to get to 100 is treasures, uh, sold. To the order of souls so it doesn't matter what it is you just have to be able to sell that number of treasures to it um, those are the types of things that you'll want to look forward to go into the shipwright, take a look and see what they are and then pay attention to what the actual milestone is and then go into your ship's log in your normal menu next to your quests and, and pirates log and find those milestones in the different alignments and then pin those to your ship's log. So that way you have quick access to be able to take a look and see how many things have I turned into the Order of Souls to be able to get the Order of Souls painting that I want for my ship. Well, it's right there on the ship's log i've already pinned it i can already see uh, that i've already turned in 150 out of 300 uh treasures to the order of souls as an emissary so i'm getting closer and closer to uh that miles or that class level to be able to get uh level 10 so i can finally get that portrait of of the order of souls lady uh for my captain's cabin things like that um so it's it's really interesting the kind of progression level that they've chosen to go with Uh, with this and my god i've already been talking a lot and i feel like i haven't even barely scratched the surface at what's been going on so maybe i'll just kind of take a look at the the cosmetics and stuff and kind of understanding what you can do with them um i really like overall how this system is built out a lot of people are upset uh for a couple reasons and i see their perspective i don't necessarily agree with their perspective uh right now A lot of people feel like a lot of the milestones to be able to get a bunch of the stuff that's in this game uh, are too high and that they're not retroactive, that you've been playing for years and you have a lot of this stuff already done. But why, why is Rare asking us to do it all again? That is kind of the general consensus for a lot of folks, I would say. A lot of people are continuously asking, why do I have to do this stuff again? It's just the same stuff that I've always been doing. But I don't see anyone really saying that whenever we get a brand new season. Every time there's a brand new season, we get a whole new level of, of 100 uh, levels to earn cosmetics and uh, gold and doubloons and ancient coins for. We, we have a free tier, which is very generous compared to the paid tier, which is the plunder pass, which is literally just a costume and a, co- and a, and a ship set. That's it. That's, and it's, that's a pretty good price for $10. Um, but the free tier gives us a ton of cosmetics, a really, really vast amount of cosmetics for our pirate and a lot for our ship as well, too. Um, but to be able to get from level to 100 or 1 to 100, all you have to do is play the game. That's it. You don't have to do anything special. You can work on the trials. If you want a lot of the daily deeds are great for being able to earn gold and they help you get renown. And all of the, the trials that are available are things that you would naturally do in the game as well too. In fact, I was going through a lot of them. Some of them are very simple. Some of them are just put up a emissary flag and wear the associated costume with it. So put up a reapers flag, put on your pajamas, Congratulations, you did a trial. That's a, a, almost an entire level of renown if you, if you are lower levels. So when people come to a first season, no one is complaining about how the season has reset, how there's a bunch of new cosmetics that are available to us, and now all of these cosmetics are earnable by playing the game and doing all of these things that we've just normally done in the game. Everything gives you renown, so it doesn't really matter what you do. The milestones should be treated the exact same way. Every time you look at the milestones, sure, there are going to be ones that you want to work on to get specific things. If those are things that you like, those are probably associated with things that you don't mind doing because they are of the same theme. If you like the Ashen Athena stuff, or you know, excuse me, the Ashen uh, uh, Dragon stuff, if you like the, the way that the stuff in the roar looks, then you might want to spend a lot of time out in the roar because that's what is what is of your aesthetic. Uh, that's not going to be the case for everyone, obviously. Um, but it is definitely one of those things where I think you should take a look at the milestones as the most accurate representation of your play style that you've ever been able to track. I don't think you should be looking at this as something that you have to earn everything so they're going to force you to do everything to a certain degree you should be making your ship exactly the way you play if you go out and you do a lot of athena missions and you love athena stuff and you keep working on those athena voyages and you love the ghost ship set and you want to have your ship set look more like that then you're golden because you're already working towards that and sure, this is going to be a little skewed because obviously you're going to be working on different emissaries for the different cosmetics. Uh, but that was never a requirement. You were never required to earn uh, the top tier in any of the any any of the ledgers. That was always something that people worked towards because they like to have the cosmetics uh, for everything. But nothing was ever required for you to do that. That was always a choice that you took upon yourself to say, hey. I want to have all the cosmetics for all of the different ledgers. I'm going to work on each of the different trade companies as their emissary to earn those cosmetics, and I'm going to work hard enough at it to be able to earn the top tier and get into that top 25% of the player base to be able to earn those cosmetics. And if I miss a month, then I can always try the next month until the rest of the season is done and we get a reset on the ledgers. The pirate milestones and the ship milestones should be treated, the way that you treat your renown play naturally enjoy yourself don't look at it as a chore don't force yourself to do things you don't want to do really kind of play the game in the most natural state you can in the way that you feel is the most fun for you because not only are you going to have fun but you really shouldn't be pressuring yourself to be doing something that feels like a chore. We're playing games. We're having fun. We're doing stuff for the sake of enjoyment, for socialization for a lot of us, to keep in touch with friends. So you should never look at anything that you're doing in this game as a job. If you're doing that, then you need to really take a step back and say, what is the goal of me playing this video game? Am I doing this because I feel like I want to have everything in the game uh, so that I I can really kind of show off To anyone, what was available at the time. That's fine. But know that you're going into it with that mindset. Don't look at these milestones and think to yourself, this is too much to grind. I really think that these numbers need to be reduced. Because if you're thinking about that, then you're shortchanging your fun for the future. Because I can guarantee you, most of the people that I've ever talked to within this game that have been playing for any amount of time that have capped out all of their levels have agreed with me that a lot of us enjoy seeing numbers go up, whether it's gold, whether it's doubloons, whether it's ancient coins, whether it's levels, whether it's uh, emissary grades. Lots of people love seeing numbers go up. It's a weird thing with humans. It's a satisfying thing. We like seeing numbers get bigger. And Sea of Thieves doesn't have horizontal or it doesn't have vertical progression. You don't get more powerful. You always stay the same power level. So the numbers that go up are all tied to things that track with reputation, with emissary ledgers, with playing the game, not killing people, not killing things uh, or not not getting more powerful, I should say. It's, it's actually just killing things out in the world, sailing around, having fun, digging up uh, riddles, um, doing vaults, things like that. That's that's our power progression. Uh, so when you look at these milestones, think a year and ahead. Think, where do you want to be in a year and how do you want to see what you've done as a pirate and where, how many miles you've sailed, how much gold you've earned in a year? Uh, You know, how many skeletons have you killed? How many pirates have you uh, killed, sent to the ferry? How many times have you been killed? Don't look at this as a thing that you need to grind out. Think of this as a way to kind of reflect on how your play style really shows when you're looking back at a year into your pirate milestones, your ship's milestones. How good has your ship been? How many times has it been repaired? You know, are you, are you restoring it? Like that's one of the features that is at the shipwright service. You can now um, keep the battle scars that your ship has. So if you want your ship to look better, beat up because you've been in a lot of fights, uh, then you can, or you can spend a little gold and have that actually, uh, repaired. So it looks pristine every single time that you jump in. It's, it's really interesting to kind of see what actually persists and stuff. So I'm getting a little soapboxy boxy here. So I figured I'd touch on, uh, one of the other things that I think I will, I will kind of wrap up, um, the, the actual captaincy, captaincy aspect of this and that is the captain voyages um captains now have access to a couple different things uh they now have access to voyages and these voyages are based on rank which is very interesting because it changes the length of the voyages uh you can go by rank 25 or rank 50 or the uh the highest rank which i'm i believe is with the cases i and i'd have to take another look at this but unfortunately my battery died my controller and I, I'm not going to take any more time today to kind of dive into this, but you have different lengths and different levels of voyages that you can buy. And typically it's three different ones for different types of voyages. And each one is tied to uh, the different trade companies. So you've got gold hoarders, you've got order of souls, you've got merchant alliance. There's even some mercenary ones, which are very interesting to see the mercenary voyages come back from 2019. And then you've got Athena and all of these are kind of combinations or uh, not combinations of multiple voyage types so if you get uh one of the highest level gold hoarder ones that are the the really really expensive ones that you can throw down not only will you get a full radial of eight different maps whether they be digs or if they are um riddles but you'll also get a a compass and the compass will give you a key for a gold vault so if you want to have like one voyage down that gives you a whole bunch of different things to do for gold hoarders that night and that's what you want to work on then you can throw down one of these and uh, start working on it. And the nice thing is is that uh, you can have up to, I believe, I can't remember if it's 50 or 100. I want to say it's 50, um, but I can't quite remember. But I think you can have at least 50 of these voyages and you can purchase them in singles or by five and you can have these all stowed on your ship and other people can buy these for you as well too so if you have a crew and they want to buy voyages for what they want to work on then they can go over to the shipwright. they can go into the section for the captain's voyages and they can purchase ship voyages or captain voyages for that ship and you can work on those as much as you want and they persist through the game, so they're kind of like checkpoints in that sense. Uh, but I grabbed a whole bunch of the lowest level gold hoarders to test out, and when I went in there, it was real easy. It was uh, one map, it was two to three digs, and when it was done, it was done. And the the cast or the chests that I were getting were more of the lower level ones. So if you've been sitting on that achievement and the commendation to get 250 voyages completed for each of the different trade companies but you've been pirate legend and level 75 and everything for a long time and it's so hard to get some of these voyages where you've constantly been cycling them trying to find that one gold hoarder voyage that is one chapter either a bunch of digs or just one riddle and every time you do it it's never that case it's always multiple chapters you always go to a bunch of different islands or you don't even get the chapters just get a whole bunch of riddles and you don't want to do them now is the best way to kind of complete those commendations and achievements because you're finally able to choose the level that you want the duration that you want and to be able to complete that voyage in a timely manner same thing with the other ones as well too or if you like certain uh voyages and you want those voyages um in bulk say like if you're uh, someone who likes to solo sloop and you like doing the Ash and Athena voyages, you can now purchase multiple Ash and Athena voyages as a captain and have those on your captain's log. So, yeah, you could have three, but... Say you don't want to just have three. Say you want to have five, ten, thirty. Now you can actually have those. They're persistent. No one else can access them. When you go to, uh, or other people in your crew can access them. Other people that are out in the world can't get your captain's voyages. Then it's really nice to be able to say like, hey, I love doing Ashen Athena's. I love to chain them. I'm really good at it. It, People leave me alone because no one comes out to the roar. And that's what I want to work on then you can 100% buy a whole bunch of those, never have to go down to the Pirate Lord again and try and hope that he's got different Ashen ones that you can have only three of. Now they've kind of expanded the voyage system, and I kind of like that. I've always wanted them to be able to expand the voyage system. I can now say that my voyages, the three voyages that I have access to, are only going to be ones that are for special stuff. Um, I don't necessarily have to ever purchase a voyage uh, from one of the trade companies ever again. I can strictly go to the shipwright. I can buy the ones that I want, and then I can actually uh, work on those, and I can have a nice mixture of the the type of voyages that I like and not necessarily feel restricted to, I have a Guild of Athena. I've been sitting on the Guild of Athena for half a year waiting for a good golden glory, but we want to do a couple vaults. I'm, I'm with one other person and they've got a guild with, so we can only get one or two at most. It's like, no, nah, don't worry about that. Go to the ship, right? Purchase the ones that you want. Have them in your ship's uh, log or, or in your captain's voyage section, which is the little shelf now that has a whole bunch of cute little voyages on it. And you're all, you're all set to go. And I really, I really like that. I think it's a great way to go about expanding the voyage system. Uh, in, a, in a way that is represented in the game, having physical representation in the game. You see all of the ones that you own, and I really like that. I think there's two things that I wanted to touch on real quick as I kind of round out uh, Captaincy. Um, if you're not familiar, uh, there's actually now a bunch of information and tips that are available in the game menus that will actually explain a lot about Captaincy because it is kind of daunting as you kind of jump in and you're not quite sure what's what, what's associated with what. Um, and it's really tough to kind of explain that over uh, over audio. It's, it's a much better to kind of visually show people um, a video that kind of breaks down like, you know, what's the difference between a ship's log and the captain's logbook? If I'm pinning something to my pirate milestones versus my ship's milestones versus my captain's logbook, where, are the, where is that information going to be found? Um, which, spoiler, the pirate milestones and the ship milestones are all going to be in your ship's log, which is the menu, not the book in your ship. Everything that get, gets pinned to the captain's logbook is all the stuff that's in the book in your ship. Um, so with this I wanted to kind of point out that there is a captaincy infos and tips available in the menu when you back out to to access like your settings also in all of the menus uh, in the ships log stuff you can you can hit I think it's um, two on keyboard I can't remember what the button is I think it's Y. I want to say it's why uh, in the the menus on controller but I can't remember because my controller died and I can't look it up right now uh, so if you're curious and you're not quite sure there are a lot of written tutorials that you want to take a look at if you're confused about what's going on it will help you while you're in game to kind of know like what's what's happening and stuff so keep an eye out for that the other thing that i wanted to touch on as well too uh, comes down to hiding ship and captain names uh so there are a bunch of content creators out there that are that are kind of annoyed with this right now And I can understand their frustrations because as content creators, they are typically streaming. And a lot of streamers have to worry about crews that are finding them and getting onto their server and being able to uh, go and grief them. Um, The trouble comes down to uh, the way the system is set up. Uh, When you're watching a stream from the from the content creators perspective, your ship name and captain's name can be hidden. You can do replace gamer tags and all in game settings uh, will will change not only the chosen ship name for the viewers, um, but also the uh, the banner that shows up when you actually scope in on or, or, or actually what's shown from from any of the perspectives of the people on the crew. Uh, so the problem comes into is is when you actually scope in on an actual ship, you can still see, what that ship name is so if any of the content creators out there have shared what their actual ship name is and they are on that specific ship uh, then there's a chance that someone out there will be able to see not only the name of the ship but who it's captained by and that tends to be Uh, One of the main problems for a lot of content creators is that people can stream snipe you a lot easier now because people are able to not only see the name of your ship, but also your gamer tag that appears underneath the, the name of your ship when the banner appears. And this is kind of how like when you when you use the spyglass to scope down on a skeleton ship or an emissary, it will give you a musical cue to let you know whether it's a skeleton ship or a ship with an emissary flag. Now with the captain's ship, it'll actually show your banner. Uh, and your banner comprises of the title for your ship as well as the name of your ship, and also the captain of that ship. And it appears much like island banners, um, which is different than tall tale banners because you can have streamlined uh, island banners and you can have regular uh, island banners, but you can't change that for uh, tall tales or voyages. Once those once those pop up, you still get those two bars that come down from the top and show you like who's on the voyage uh, what chapter voyage you're on, things like that. You can't change those. Um, so it's more in line with the actual Island banners, which is cool to be able to see like who's out there. And this is, uh, one of those situations where I'm of two minds of it because I'm not in a situation where I stream enough to have people try and come and stream snipe me. I don't really have to feel the pain of this. Um, and that's, it's, it's, Easy for me to say this because I'm not the type that has to deal with it Um, I'm not playing the game eight hours a day for streaming uh, and and having to deal with people of all types I'm playing once or twice on stream during the weekend with friends and then I'm generally playing alone or with friends off stream during the rest of the week so it's not really a, a concern of mine if people learn what my ship names are or what my gamer tag is in fact my gamer tag has been something that's been in the show notes for this podcast ever since i started it um as far as i remember uh so there's always been ways for you to find out what my gamer tag is and i have a lot of people that follow follow me because they find my gamer tag uh and with people finding out my ship name I welcome the interaction for people to come and say hi to me. If you happen to see any of my ships out on the seas and you recognize it's me, come say hi. Be aware, I'm probably going to be kind of aggressive if I see a ship coming to me. But if you if you let me know some way that you are uh, a fan of the podcast and you happen to see one of my ships, there's a good chance I will probably not try to sink you. Because um, there's a, a very few people that ever run into me in the seas that actually know me by me. Uh, so when you are a streamer and you have to deal stream sniping, I 100% sympathize with the fact that this is going to make it uh, easier for people to find the name of your ship. Um, which is why I'm glad that they have the opportunity for you to level up ships to legendary status. Which will then give you the opportunity to purchase additional ships at which point you can start keeping some of your ship names secret you can log into the game and uh start stream after you're already in the game so that people can't see the list of uh different ships that you have and just really be cautious conscience conscience cautious conscience that sounds like a weird word why does that sound like a weird word to me you can be aware of when you're going into your menus and try to keep that information private so that people don't learn the names of your ships now obviously if you have your gamer tag that's that's a whole different thing because eventually people will start to learn that stuff and uh, i think there's definitely a way that rare needs to kind of have um name tags and stuff like that replaced for people that see you in game not just when you're streaming because it's a tough thing to to kind of protect Um, so i think there's better privacy things that could be done that way But, um, at the same time, and that's kind of me speaking as, as the sympathetic person here at the same time, I, I feel like I am putting myself out there as a, as a public entity. Um, I don't consider myself an influencer. I consider myself someone that just covers the information of the game and talks about it the way I would want to talk about it with anyone that I'm generally talking about the game with. Um, so if people if if people find me and they start to hunt me down because of my name because of of what i do and stuff like that i understand that i've become a public person and, and i would have people that sail with me understand that there's a chance that people might come after me because of what i do for whatever reason um and, and much in the same way that as a streamer if you are a streamer A lot of people are going to come and want to get their 15 minutes of fame. They're going to want to be on your stream. They're going to want to say a bunch of stuff and try and get you banned. A whole bunch of stuff like that. Um, That stuff aside, because obviously you don't want that, uh, the name of your ship, the name of your pirate should include a certain amount of infamy with it especially if you're very uh active like there are pirates out there that are not aggressive and and they still have a great following that you can keep in touch with and they're very fun to be around and they're very fun to play the game with uh so you're not always looking at the pirates who are super aggressive some people may find like freyline who's very friendly and want to go alliance with her once they find her because they know She's not going to sink them if they don't try to sink her and they will most likely benefit of an alliance as a result. Same thing with uh, the apparition. If you go look for insipid ghost, chances are insipid ghost and the apparition will probably try to alliance with you uh, when you find them out on the seas. Whereas if you go and you try and find uh, Beardageddon or Boxy Fresh, chances are you're going to want to be on your guard because they're going to try and hunt you down and they're probably going to try and sink you. But they've earned that infamy. They've earned that reputation. And so if people are finding their names and seeing their names on the ocean, you should be kind of scared of what they can do because they're very good. They play a lot. And same thing with like Shockwave with a bunch of other pirates out there who are very good at PvP. You should be concerned if you see their name. You might not even want to be on the same server as them, and this could serve as a warning, but it will also attract the players who have very big egos, who want to get their 15 minutes of fame, and will be going for those uh, pirates, who, knowing that a lot of them generally are good at the game. I've been trashed on before by PC players who have much higher frame rate, who can react better, have better skills at sniping all the time happens. It's just a part of the game, which is why I try to decide to level the playing field uh, when I'm able to play on Xbox, when I'm able to play on console, because the consoles I feel tend to be a little more even keel when I am fighting people. I feel like we have the same inputs. We have the same uh, hardware. It's a lot easier for me to know that at most I'm going to play be playing against someone who's on controller, which is a much different uh, atmosphere when it comes to, to fighting than it is when you're playing against uh, a controller versus a mouse and keyboard. There's just inherent pluses to players who are using mouse and keyboard, which is why I don't mind playing on both because I'm comfortable with both. Uh, but I also like knowing what I'm going into in a fight. So with captaincy with ship names ship crests with banners kind of showing that stuff having the ability to replace game tags affect that as well should hopefully reduce the number of stream snipers that are out there being able to find some of the more popular content creators out there. I really hope it does. But at the same time, know that if a ship finds you out on the ocean, it would be no different than if they happened to come across someone randomly and found out that it was one of those really skilled pirates. The ship name and your pirate's name should come with a certain amount of infamy or uh, fame in general general just there's there's a reputation at stake here that's the whole point of captaincy customize your ship earn a name for yourself make sure people know who you are and worry about whether or not they see you on the seas if i see uh you know if 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 my crew starts getting a reputation for being really bloodthirsty and another crew sees the keelhaul crew uh, when they scope in on my galleon i want them to know I will probably try and murder them and take them for whatever I can. That's that's one of the ways that I can de- definitely go about it. But at the same time, if people see me on my sloop, which is just on lunch break, then people should probably know I'm going to run uh, for the most part because I really don't take fights when I'm solo on my sloop, which is generally what I'm doing when I'm on my sloop. If I'm on my sloop, I'm probably alone and I'm probably going to do tricky moves. I like to outthink people. Uh, and trick them into thinking one thing versus another when I'm out on my sloop versus the sitting duck, which honestly is probably the the worst because I, I rarely ever sail with two other people. It's always usually like a full galleon or just a duo sloop. So my my brigantine is probably going to be the thing where you can probably sink me the most because i'm just not used to that ship as much as i am the sloop and the galleon i've had way more time with those two ships than i have the brigantine uh not to say that i don't like the brigantine i just inherently think that there's some bigger uh flaws with that design compared to the other two ships and uh the fact that it's like the fastest right now because of the sails bug really kind of bugs me because i hate the fact that in the wind uh a brigantine can still outpace the sloop. That's never how it was intended. That's never one what something that I thought was great. And the fact that this the brig is still the fastest out there, regardless of how you have the wind. It's, it's I hope that bug gets fixed out because it's just it bugs me. Um like a bug would. So those are kind of my feelings on some of the main things that I think I've seen. I think a lot of people are worried about the milestones being too high. I don't I don't think that's an issue. I'm fine with them being high because I'll get there eventually. Uh, I don't plan on stopping to, I, I don't plan on not playing this game in a natural way. So I, I expect to get the the decorations and stuff that I want get, to get based on how I play, not necessarily what's available, um, unless it's something that I specifically want to get in the long run and also the 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 fact that your crew like you have a captain's name and you can always not play on a captain ship too that's another thing that i feel like people are looking at and thinking uh that they that they're at a at a a disadvantage or or this is an issue no one is telling streamers that you have to play on a captain ship if you want to stream and, and and I understand they're playing. Tw- they're playing eight hours a day. They're playing six to eight hours a day. However long they stream, they're streaming Sea Thieves for that long. That's when they play the game. That's when they get their sailing time in. That's also how you're making your living. So if you want to be ungriefed, then there's definitely an opportunity for you to do that on a non-captained ship players can't scope into a non captained ship and see who's on it they'll just see a ship they won't get any banners they won't get any gamer tags you won't have to worry about getting stream sniped because they saw you from three squares away and found out that it was your ship you can always play on a non-captained ship you just won't be earning the milestones And if you're a streamer, there's a good chance that you're probably going to earn those milestones a lot faster than anyone else. So there's a good chance that if you're grinding these cosmetics, you'll earn them before anyone else gets a chance to. Because you're playing the game more regularly at longer durations than most other pirates are. And you're getting the benefits of that as well, too. Uh, So there's always a way for you to finish up all of those milestones, get them all knocked out, get all your ships, get them all to legendary status. And then just not play on them. Or if it becomes too much of an issue, stop playing on your captain ship or play on someone else's captain ship. And that way you don't have to necessarily, you won't be earning milestones for your specific ship. But if you get those all knocked out real quickly, then you're set. You're good. You don't have to worry about it. Work on other people's ships. Make their ships the ones that get to legendary status. Help them get those milestones. That's a great way to go about it, honestly. If you're a content creator worried about stream sniping, get your community go on their ships help them get the legendary status that they probably would have a much harder time getting if they weren't uh if if they were able to play or if they're not able to play nearly as much as you are and you have you generally if you're a content creator you generally have a lot of community members they all have ships most of them almost always have ships it's very easy to get 250k it's very easy to get 500k out in the world over time Unless you're just a brand new pirate, go and level up their ships. Be a be a pirate on their ships. Earn milestones for yourself, but also help them get their legendary status. That is a perfect way for you to avoid stream snipers being able to find out what your ship is, especially if you have replaced uh, game tags on. They will just see uh, the 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 silly falcon out on the seas manned by xbox uh juan sanchez out there i have no clue I have no, i'm just making stuff up at this point um but xbox fan 2929 and they won't know that x streamer is on that ship because they're watching the stream and all the names are replaced so they won't know that they're on such and such's ship and it's their ship that they're working up. That's a perfect example of how you can actually work around this to avoid stream sniping and just do it long enough until people stop trying to stream snipe you. People get bored very easily and they will leave you alone if they realize they can't get their 15 minutes of frame or dunk on you and be able to scoop up your dust uh, because that's what what Summit1G told you is the way to be the best pirate. Like there's plenty of ways that you can get around that. all right pirates uh i've been talking for a while this episode is already getting kind of long and i've only really gotten a chance to talk about captaincy but we have a ton more to cover in this update so what i think i'm going to do is i'm going to take sovereigns uh the changes to sloops um Stools, Mabzune, uh Pirate Emporium, cosmetics, things like that. I think I'm going to take all of that, and I'm going to save it for next week's episode. Um, I want to make sure that I give that stuff amount a, a good amount of time, really be able to get into it, and actually get to play the game a little bit more. I've only really gotten to play a handful of hours um, over the last uh, a few days and stuff. So probably I would say roughly around. 12 hours worth of time over the last few days to be able to jump in and and really kind of f- Get a feel for how this update is going to be and this is going to be a long update Like we've got an adventure coming up, uh, where we have to go figure out what we're going to do with, uh, Merrick Um, so there's plenty of stuff to talk about going in the future Uh that I I want to give its due diligence on and and feel a little bit better on so as far as the sovereigns and some of the uh, the teasers that we found out about them as well as how I feel about whether or not I feel like they're overpowered uh, or not, things like that, I think I'm going to hold off for next week's episode. So I want to make sure that you guys know what what to expect in next week's episode, as well as just some of the general improvements that came with this. Um, obviously, with Season 7 kicking off, captaincy is the biggest thing, which is why I've wanted to spend so much time talking about all of that. Hopefully, you guys have a good idea on what to expect going into it or a better understanding of how to tell the difference between your personal pirates milestones versus everyone else's individual ship milestones and then taking a look at the cosmetics to see which milestones associate with which cosmetics and finding out how you can pin those to your ship log in your menu not the one that's in the book in your ship um to keep track of that stuff so that you can slowly work towards those uh and then of course things like ship banners the captain's logbook, all that good stuff. So hopefully that was a good enough explanation i'm i'm hoping that you guys are going into this a little clearer on what's what uh if not just just ask me and i'll we'll see if we can if, if i can maybe build up a video to kind of dive into some of this stuff i i feel like the season seven video uh already did kind of do a good job of this which is why i kind of point to that and be like you know they put out they've spent some time on this they, they john mcmurtry worked hard on this video make sure you go watch this video if you're not quite sure um but overall as i kind of round out this Uh, How do I feel about captaincy? How do I feel about seven uh, season seven so far, so far server issues aside, I think captaincy has really revitalized my reason for wanting to do stupid stuff out in the seas, working on voyages, not just sailing around, hunting down other ships, uh, but working on voyages, working on emissaries, uh, making sure that I'm putting up emissaries um, to get credit for stuff i think they've done a great job with adding additional cosmetics Uh, i see a bunch of stuff pop up and uh, it's it's not it's not registering in my head like why that's important but as soon as i get a little more time with it as soon as i kind of think about like okay well i'm working on this cosmetic so if i want this cosmetic I need to make sure that I'm focusing on the emissary alignment and I'm getting that class level up as high as I can to be able to get that one portrait. And if I can get that one portrait, then I can start working on it some more to get the better version of that portrait, things like that. Work work towards what you think is really cool and play naturally. Don't look at this as a as homework assignment. Don't be upset that this is uh, the, the same stuff that they ask us to do in all of the trials anytime they've ever come out with new trials for the game. It's all the same stuff that we do for Renown. It's, it's fine. It'll be okay. You'll get there eventually. And don't look at this as, as something that they need to nerf because we're only going to have this the one time. You're only going to ever unlock these cosmetics once. So if it takes a while, enjoy it. Enjoy that grind. Take your time with it. Feel relaxed about it. Don't feel pressured to get it done right away because what's after is nothing. It's just doing the exact same thing without the satisfaction of earning cosmetics down the line look forward to the stuff that you get to unlock in the future and don't worry about when you actually get it done just enjoy playing the game the way you normally do So pirates, I think with that, uh, definitely make sure that if you have any questions or concerns, if you're looking to have anything, uh, that you need help out with, if you want people to help you with your, uh, piracy out in the sea of thieves, definitely make sure that you're checking into the discord channel. Uh, there's a Sherpa program in there where you can, um, talk to the Sherpas who are volunteering their time to help pirates to, uh, get better at different things, whether it be fishing, glitter beard, PVP. Uh, different things like that um, that you can really try to make sure that if you want someone to help you out with that then they are trying to set up a time to be able to do something like that and and a reminder of the sherpas that they have asked for pvp uh events so make sure you guys are are if you if you have time and want to set that up that you are kind of getting that set up for them so that they know like in advance like when you want to do it on that weekend and things like that so uh other than that if you guys want to get a hold of me there's plenty of ways to do that head over to the show notes it's really really easy it's all the show notes have all the contact info for me um you can reach out to me any way that you want uh some people i respond to when they have questions or or they're sharing a story or they have a thought or things like that other people usually they just they follow me for reasons i don't know i just hit 2,000 followers on twitter i was very happy about this because it was again i I talked about this a a bit ago but it was like an internal thing that i just wanted to have now i've hit that i was really happy that uh dr bullhammer who's been part of the the community for a very very long time recently got a a, a twitter account again and followed uh my account and i was really happy that he was like my 2001 so it was really kind of cool there but if you want to get a hold of me there's plenty of ways to do that on twitter at capt underscore l-o-g-u-n uh capped logan um there's also an email captain logan at g- gmail.com c-a-p-t-l-o-g-u-n at gmail.com that's the show's email address uh if you want to get a hold of me on xbox you can always send me a message to captain logan uh through xbox whether it's a gd gg because you're in the ambassador program and you want to make sure that you're sending uh ggs to different people even if you haven't played a game with me or anything like that you're welcome to send me a gg message i i will take a look at it and be like okay cool gg and i'll gg you back Um, which is a lot of ways to say GG just recently. But uh, make sure you guys are just kind of uh, sharing some stories. You know, the Discord server is available as well, too. Um, There's uh, lots of different channels. I I just recently changed the uh, SOT Photos channel to Ship Names. So a lot of people have been going in there and adding their names. Um, Let's see. Captain uh, Hayes just put the Razor Crest, which is a great Mandalorian uh, reference. Um, Hato. Uh, put check your ladders, which I think is hilarious. It's a good one. Shlugenda, uh, put uh, that's what C said, which is S-E-A instead of S-H-E. I love uh, really good. And then we've had a few others out there. Um, let's see. I, Gephis, Royal Star of Lepsi or Lepsoi. I'm not sure what Lepsoi is, but I, I can't remember what that, that is. But uh, I feel like he actually mentioned that. Uh, Registella put Dragons of the Depths really great name i love that davram put the dirty badger uh out there or actually i can't remember if it was Patty's or if it was uh davram's but anyway they put theirs in there um let's see uh space admiral oars had uh had their galleon uh named as insiders nda because you don't want to you don't want to break nda so he also put his uh, uh brigantine as the choppa because You want to get to the, it's him. That's how Ours is. Uh, And then also I think uh, he put his uh, sloop is they went that away, which again, I I love his his puns. Um, Lots of different people coming out, some great names out there. I think Trickster put uh, one that I actually, now that I look at the name, I'm not going to say that on stream. Uh, or on on the podcast so sorry trickster i i refuse to say that uh but there's definitely been some great great names from the community um fluffy sheep put mother sheep out there for their sloop uh let's see neb put grog males as revenge uh which is a great reference to grog males uh let's see el jefe esteban put the black rose and uh let's see who else more norwegian has aquaholic which is hilarious i love that um let's see who else put theirs i can't see any other ones i think slum put the lonesome dove uh, which is another good one as well too so if you guys have uh, uh, a ship name that you got a photo of you're really proud of it there's an entire channel right now in the discord server that is just dedicated to ship names uh, norwegian put three deers beep which is I approve. I really love that. Uh, <laughs> super pack, uh, from, uh, the player one podcast. He put, uh, his galleon as, uh, the little sus. And, uh, I think his brigantine is blast processing, which are great references. Um, so lots of great, uh, great players out there. Uh, also, I think he put his, uh, super packs, uh, sloop was serenity now. Um, so love the names that people are putting in there. Glad to see that you're all having a good time with the uh, ship names and that people are really coming up with some interesting ones as well, too. I've seen some really great ones out in the actual world as well, too. So uh, be sure that you are uh, sharing your ship names. I love seeing them all, um, especially the really punny ones. Uh, So that's kind of what's going on there. I think that's it, though. I think that's everything that has really been going on. Uh, Again, we have a ton of other stuff we need to cover from this patch for Season 7. We're going to have to put it off till next episode. I'm also going to be trying to get in touch with some of the folks that I met up with Sea of Thieves Fest so that I can start trying to schedule out uh, interviews with them because there's some really great content creators that I would love to talk to, especially now that Season 7 is kicked off, uh, how they're feeling Uh, what they like, what they don't like, some great ideas. They've been playing the game a lot, and they have a lot of insight as to what uh, a lot of people think are are real pain points that I may not consider pain points because I'm not streaming the game on a regular basis. It's like just on the weekend kind of thing. So I think, Pirates, that's going to do it. So thank you. I love you. And I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. For interesting people Check out all the shows at RobotsRadio.net Do you like adventure? Yeah Do you like laughing? Uh, yeah Would you like to listen to a group of people you don't know Play D&D and reference retro pop culture you vaguely remember? Um, Excellent You're going to love Committee Quest We play D&D in the world of Ameren We use adventure modules and supplements made by people in the community We also have a sweet synthwave backing track Come and join us on our adventure Volume one has been completed. Volume two, coming the end of January. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guardians, we are the Destiny Show Podcast, a weekly podcast about all things Destiny 2. We invite amazing guests from the Destiny community to share their stories and discuss the latest topics from the world of Destiny. Check us out on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We will see you, Starside.